I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scala, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. Today's guest is a versatile circus artist with a mixed bag of tricks to draw from. From a young age, they were drawn to the stage, acrobatics and performing, practicing disciplines including ballet, gymnastics, diving and theatre. After dabbling as an aerialist, they found hand balancing and fell in love with the way of being upside down made all the bad feelings just fall out. In their spare time, they can be found jumping from heights into pools, throwing too many things in the air to catch or twirling shiny things around their body. Please welcome to the stage the second sensation of Robin Glowacki. I'm going to say that wrong. No, that was... That- yes, I always second guess myself. Ah, oh, love it, Robin Glowacki. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Oh, good. It's so yes. lovely to have you in here. I'm really loving the way that your scrunchie, no one, I love when I do visuals in a podcast form. Your scrunchie matches your bracelets, matches the pants. We've got teal, 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 and it's very cute. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, but for you, Robin, why circus? Um, so I actually completely fell into circus. I never planned on circus. Ah. Um, I did lots of dance. Um and then I found myself pole dancing in clubs. Nice. And then from that, I went and did some actual circus training and went, more of that, please. <laughs> so where did you do your training? Uh, so I did a lot of training in Melbourne mm-hmm. and I've continued since returning to Perth. Um, and yeah, so I'm sometimes in Malaga at Connecticut and sometimes in Circus WA in mm-hmm. Frio and sometimes in Burswood. So in the car a lot. <laughs> in the car a lot. Everywhere. You'll see me pop up everywhere. So was it being on stage and pole dancing that made you go like, I want to see what I can do to refine these really cool skills up here? Like what was the thing that goes like from pole dancing to circus? Well, if you're up the pole doing fun tricks, you <laughs> don't necessarily have to talk to a lot of people, actually. Avoidance. <laughs> <love> um, <laughs> if I'm upside down, I can still take your money, but you don't have to have chats with me. Correct. <laughs> How does that translate into circus then? Um, I think I just like being upside down mm. a lot um, and spinning and it's just fun to do things with your body, I and think. So the pole work you were doing, was that in WA? Yeah. Yeah, and then was. you were like, I'm going to do circus training and then just... I'm, I'm off. Uh, so my husband, my lovely husband, paid for me to go to Melbourne Amazing. and go shopping <laughs> and do circus for a week. Uh, one-on-one with a fabulous trainer. And I came back and I went, I think I want to go to university and do more <laughs> of that. Um, and it turned into a whole journey, which I'm sure at times he was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I just thought you'd go on a nice vacation. <laughs> well, that went sideways quickly. <laughs> Great. 
It's Maybe really funny. <laughs> um, so since coming back to WA, um, having seen multiple art scenes, obviously, like the Melbourne art scene in circus, what can you tell us a little bit about like what that is like compared to the circus scene in Western Australia? Um, well, in Melbourne, for me personally, it was mm. a lot of training. Yes, of course. Um, so just lots of being in a circus space are mm. uh, working really hard um, and unfortunately I had some time away due to injury so yep. right as I was stepping into the actual performing work part of that um, I had a big sidestep um, so I didn't get to do a lot in Melbourne but I have um, I'm, I'm back in Perth and it's, very it's exciting. lovely. And touching down in Perth, you said that you were like sometimes at Circus WA, sometimes with Connecticut, doing all of these incredible things. Um, what was it like coming back to Perth and like cementing yourself in this art scene? Um, it was different. It's been a lot friendlier in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a lot more flexible and on my own terms, which Ooh, I've loved. Yeah. Um, and just meeting you know, different people in different spaces with different styles and different skill sets is a really wonderful, wonderful thing. I love that circus has something for everybody. Yes, completely. Yeah. Um, so can you describe a little bit about your personal um, forte and discipline currently that you're interested in? I know that like in our intro, we talked about a thousand different things. Yeah. Let's be upside down as much as possible. How does that translate in circus for you? Yeah. Um, so my one of my main focuses is handstanding, mm -hmm. um, which is a, you know, it's, it's balancing. Uh, it's very inwardly focused. You have to be able to feel it. You don't have a lot of feedback on... Um, where your body is in relation mm -hmm. to much at all <laughs> um, goes hand in hand beautifully with flexibility work and contortion um, and I love the feeling of stretching my body out so that works for me, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah and then I think it's really great to be versatile. Totally, um, yeah. As well, it makes you more valuable if you're in a big group show you know, you never know when you're going to need that little just five-second snippet <laughs> of something to fill some time. Transitions from like, yeah, totally. Um, so then I've picked up doing hula hoops and amazing. that's a whole journey of its own <laughs> and it's fun and it's satisfying and I've been out and about performing that and love juggling. It's like a brain puzzle. Um, yes, yeah. There's so many different patterns and you can do it on your own. You can do it with people. It's quite social. Mm. So, yeah, it's just – it's a big – it's a big mixed bag of fun. It's really cool. Um, you mentioned a little bit when you are talking about handstand work that it's very much like a introspective moment. You've got to be very much on your mental game. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? I don't think that's something that I've heard before in terms of handstands. Yeah, so it's been um, interesting – for me, because um, my original physical art forms, at least, um, adrenaline was a positive. Mm. It gives you that little extra boost of totally, power. Yeah. Um, and again, f it's it's personal, so no other artists feel it differently. Oh, but um, getting an adrenaline surge that kicks all your reflexes into high energy mode uh, is very not helpful to making micro adjustments yeah. to your positioning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, totally. I can totally relate been to that. It's quite interesting yeah. to figure out how to uh, 
calm that surge a bit and not get whacked with it. Because <laughs> um, those micro adjustments are not necessarily that, like especially when you're in Spiegel tents or great big circus tents, audiences aren't necessarily seeing those small movements and adjustments. The last thing you need to be is like hands lifting up consistently to replace, right? Right. Kind of in the right space there? Sort of. So like okay. um, there's a lot of balance through the hand yes. or like squeeze through the fingers that, yeah, people probably won't see if I'm – doing it correctly mm. um but with that extra power it turns into a big pull yes and you, yeah. you get it that's when you get your big wobbles and yes of course that makes sense like as a yeah. musician and a singer especially when I'm doing operatic numbers uh, having that extra kick of adrenaline means that my breathing gets shallower and that's definitely not helpful no <laughs> for any of the things I'm trying to do so I really appreciate that how um how do you work on that? Like that's something that, you know, adrenaline is almost something you can't help when it shows up. It so just goes, hello, I'm here to help. And you go, I don't want you. <laughs> like, come back in five minutes. Just give me a second. <laughs> and then I'll be delighted. Just give me five minutes. If you'd help me in my social game, that'd be great. But oh, right now, please. I'm not having it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm still learning that mm. part of it. Um, so... Yeah, for some people that might be deep breathing or um, at the moment that's jumping up and down a whole bunch. And Get it out. <laughs> like trying to flick it out of my body. Yeah. Um, and I it, I think that works maybe. <laughs> Today it works. Tomorrow it wasn't working. Sometimes <laughs> it works. Sometimes maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, okay, so – in the creation of acts now, what are the things you consider to be like most important to like make sure that you can do your performances like as perfectly as possible? Is it like the correct piece of music? Is it the theme? Is it like how are you structuring? How are you structuring your acts? I'm very guided by music. Yeah. Um, I find. I mean, it sets the scene, mm. and in some times it sets the character and the scene. So you know, I mean, if you have. Uh, one of my handstand acts at the moment is to a song is a version of Black Magic Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, guess what my character is? Uh, <laughs> it seemed like the obvious direction to go. Yeah. Um, I love finding interesting pieces of music. Mm. Like Borderline Weird is good. <laughs> I love borderline weird. Um, yeah. How do you uh, do these characters that, like, obviously the music is assisting in a big way, but when you're upside down, your ability to classically portray emotion kind of vanishes. So what do you do? It is. Um, so a lot in the legs, I think. Um, also, it really depends on the structuring of the music as well. Okay. Sometimes it feels very much like, oh, that's where the sequence goes. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. um. It's told you where it goes. Yeah, <laughs> and then a lot of the character is more around the hand, handstands, the handstands are the skill part. They, yeah, yeah. So there's like, so when you say around, do you mean like when you're not inverted in any way? Like there's like mo- yeah, in the lead up or like after. Yeah, so like before and after, and yeah. how you get into the thing, or maybe standing on the posts, or um, I sorry, just to explain, I do them on. Yes, it's not o- it's not on the ground. Yeah. Not always on the yeah. ground. Could be on the ground, I suppose. Depends what space you're working in, though, I'd assume. Definitely. Like where your audience is and 
what's going to work best for them. If you're in a space where the seating isn't raised, then you might need to raise yourself up so that everyone can see you. Is that sort of correct? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think uh, it also adds just a bit of drama because it's an even smaller surface area to mm, yeah. um, work on. It doesn't overly... It doesn't overly change it for me, but it definitely gives a different view, I think. Yeah. Does the why matter a lot for your characterizations? Like if you're doing, say, Black Magic Woman, just because that's the first thing that you said previously, is it like, okay, well, hang on, why is my character even going upside down? Like what's the purpose of, of this or do you structure it differently? I think I structure it differently. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of just build the character around and then the skills speak for themselves yeah. Um, yeah. rather than trying to integrate too hard on it. Obviously the movement is influenced because there's choreography and yeah. dance style, you know, before and after and, you know, in between so I can have a break from being upside down and yeah. holding a handstand. <laughs> totally. <laughs> We're not doing is just like going up and being like perfectly still on our hands for the next seven minutes. Yeah. Although a feat in itself. <laughs> I mean a feat, but do you want to watch that show? on stage? No. <laughs> I want to walk past it and then like, you know, go to the bar and then walk past it again and go, wait, are they still doing, are they still there? That's kind of cool. But that I'm not like, I don't know if I'm stopping. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm just walking by every now and then going, you're still doing that. That's camp. And then just going on with my day, <laughs> which I don't think speaks to the – ignore me. I don't have opinions on arts. Um, I mean, well, that would be more of like a roving yeah. type entertainment piece that you're just, you know, making colour and movement mm. um, at functions, which is a different style of than a stage show but also really fun to do. It's so good and so important and I'm personally not – I'm not very good at roving shows at all. Is that something you've done a fair I bit of? I love roving. I have a yes. lot of okay, fun. Okay, talk to me about it because I'm not good at it. Um, so for me, it's a little bit of just uh, remove the filter of self-consciousness. Interesting. And blurt whatever silly thing pops into your head a lot. <laughs> um and it very much depends on on your costume, mm. uh, what the event is. You usually get a bit of a brief of how um, the organisers want you to be interacting, doing yeah. that role. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it turns into, oh, does ever, ever anyone want to see a little mini show mm. and you'll bounce off your other performer? Or sometimes, you know, you're on a podium just making cool shapes um, to whoever happens to walk past. And if you can get them to to pause for a moment to, like, have a look and then keep going, you've done your job well. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think that also and I realise I'm shutting myself out of an entire market by being like, I'm bad at that. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it's more the fact that, like, when I sing, I don't tend to just be able to be background noise for people. I don't seem to be able to, like, be something that people can, like, enjoy whilst doing other things which is obviously important when it comes to roving is you want like those moments of really, really incredible attention, but they're moments. Whereas I'm like, no, now you will sit down for half an hour and, and experience this thing, which is a totally different, very different very style, different style of, of performance. Performing. You were talking a little bit about removing um, the whole self-consciousness when it comes to roving. Um, as somebody who wanted to like go up on a pole just to escape, <laughs> just to escape their audience entirely, that seems like quite a big jump from like where you began to like somebody who's comfortable now. Can you tell me a little yeah, bit about very, that? Yeah, um, very. I think a little bit of just just fake it a little bit mm-hmm. um, is really good. Um, 
I'm becoming quite killer with dad jokes. <laughs> like, great. Um, so that's fun. I also do a lot of mermaiding. So mm. I have an extensive collection of fish and ocean and pirate <laughs> and seaweed jokes um, because it's an icebreaker. Mm. So Mermaid's a good one because that's like you can – you don't have to be talking to the children and children of all ages at all times because you've got that sort of barrier of the the tank. Is that the sort of mermaid? Yeah, so about? you have a swim. You give out a lot of five high fives and fish bumps. Yeah. It's very blurry. <laughs> to be honest, I can't see who I'm high fiving. I can see like, a yeah. little shadow. I think it's a hand, probably, <laughs> maybe. Um, I get to slash people. Don't hate that. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I think a lot of the time the jokes are more for the parents. Totally, yeah. Um, they go. Some of them go completely over the kids' heads, but some of the kids also get it and love it. So, yeah, yeah, that must be quite interesting having to come up with like multi-layered material that does hit everyone because, like, especially if you're doing mermaiding or even in the roving work, where it's like I actually need you to stick around for just a little bit of time. And if you like lose the parents, then you've lost the kids and you've lost like the attention of those people. Um, yeah. Is that something that you've just like built your arsenal with over time? Yeah, just gradually collected yeah. silly things yeah. um, to help. And uh, I mean, I guess, so for example, playing Christmas elf, um, I've got curly hair. Mm. It gives me an in with the kids. I can be like, yeah. oh, are you part elf? Look, you have curls. Are you part elf? Totally. Um, and then I'll just tell completely nonsensical lies about <laughs> my age um, and how old you have to be to even become an elf mm. and any manner of nonsense that pops into my brain. <laughs> just free reign to lie to kids. I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, it's great. That's amazing. Um, on lying to children, which I recommend to everybody to do immediately, uh, we're going to jump to a quick break. And then when we come back, more with Robin Clark. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. back across from me is still the incredibly matchy matching stylings of Robin <laughs> um, and before we went to break we were talking about lying to children um, which if people don't understand that that was a joke then I don't care um, <laughs> but now that we're back I want to have a chat about the art scene as a whole you've had like 
this very cool experience of training across the country as well as performing like all of these different arts we've talked about you doing mermaiding and roving acts and like like handstand work and juggling and hula hoops I mean you've obviously had your fair share of like just experiences with a wide variety of different circus performers and I'm sure arts performers across the board um what are we loving about the local arts scene at the moment the local arts scene um I love that I'm starting to see more shows outside of Fringe Mm. happening Mm -hmm. um, because as wonderful as Fringe is and as much as I'm excited to perform, Mm. it's not the be all and end all. There's a whole rest of the year. Totally. Um, So it's great seeing people do ensemble shows and variety shows and um, little festivals popping up around Perth um, that are booking shows, like actual – yeah. This is super exciting. And I think that we've like as a community put a lot of work into reminding audiences that, you know, that the artists and the art exists year round and that gives like opportunity to a lot of different uh, performers, venues, producers, spaces, etc. Yeah. Which is kind of which is very cool. And I'm loving that too. Um what about the things that maybe could use a little bit of TLC? A little bit of TLC. Oh, I think just more of we still need more. We need to do more shows. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. you say shows, what do you mean? Like the out, like the classic. You've got an hour in the fringe tent, a fifteen-minute bump out. I believe you're talking about something a little bigger. Yeah, I think more like having. Oh, how to word it? Um, <laughs> however you want, and then I'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Please edit this nicely. Um, just having, you know four or five nights that you can go and see an hour-long show. Mm. Maybe there's an interval, maybe there's not, but you can go out and make a whole night of it. Yeah. Um, Repeat. I love that you said four or five because I think that, like, it sometimes happens at Fringe, but hardly (coughs) ever outside of Fringe do we get to do, like, I'm doing a week of this. I'm doing four shows of this. Like, just, like, consecutive runs of something. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it helps you grow as a performer. Mm to be able to repeat what you're doing and it also gives you avenue to maybe try to just do it just a little bit differently and see what happens and how it's received or you know no didn't like that I'm going to go back to how I originally had it Mm, in subtle ways I'm not saying reshuffle your entire act every (laughs) night that's the techies would hate you (laughs) the techies would hate you yeah absolutely all your cues will be incorrect in the future (laughs) don't do that Um, but it's just, it's, yeah, it's nice to do a a season of a show instead of just like one. Totally. And I think we were talking a little bit earlier about like that, the unhelpful assistance from the adrenaline monster. Um, if you're doing a season, then it will go away, which has like a positive and negative that I'd love to talk about a little bit. There's like the positive of being like, okay, now it's kind of faded because you're repeating this thing. Mm, like Show fit. You're show totally. fit. You're, you're like, yeah. I've got this mm-hmm. and I know my timing. Yeah, but also then you have to sort of find a way to – I know that I when I've done six-week tours in a row, it's sort of like when you get to week three, you've got to sort of be like, hello, wake yourself back up. You are doing this on like cassette player loop and this audience hasn't mm. seen it yet and you've got to bring back the spark. And yeah. adrenaline's not there to help Doesn't you anymore. It doesn't matter that you're fatigued, mm. your audience 
deserves you to go out and really like shine the way yeah. you sh- did on opening night on night three when it was at at its tightest. Yeah, but you still had you know the excitement from it. Yes, completely. Yeah, yeah. you've got to sort of bring that energy back, and adrenaline won't help you anymore. Um, <laughs> just because it's gone, because it's like, no, we get it now. We're we're no longer like anxious about this. So we're not going to push you over the yeah. edge. You've got to figure out a way to like bring light and bring spark back into a show, which is a whole different, it's a whole different thing. It is a different thing. I, I like that challenge though. Me too. It's, I like that challenge. Yeah. I like that challenge. I think it's like really good because it like without getting too arts wanker speak on it, <laughs> but it really goes back to like your craft a little bit at that point too, where it's like well, how good are you at this actual thing and how good are you at just being charming and running off of the rush of doing said thing, which is yeah. a whole different challenge. <laughs> yeah. A whole other thing. Um, I would assume that in roving performances you've got to consistently, because they're like long and you do like, a, or maybe you chop them up and do a lot of them throughout a day, you've got to consistently find ways to bring yourself back up, right? A little bit. It's a changing audience yeah, okay. as oh, well. Yeah. And that's the other thing I think that's really nice about roving mm. is there's. it doesn't have to be as perfect. Now, mm. don't get me wrong, you should go out and do your best and, you know, you, you don't want to be dropping your props and, yeah. you know, being – thing. sometimes you can embrace those mistakes a little bit more. Um but also, that was one group of people that saw it. So you can just do a bit better on the next group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that family of five that was in this time. We've got more people coming in for the next lot. You'll be okay. <laughs> Look, honestly, as long as I don't hit anybody else in the face with my prop, <laughs> I'm pretty okay with dropping one on the ground here and there. But yeah, look, I mean, if those are your options, <sighs> hit this child, hit myself. It's like, mm, <laughs> yeah. which way are we going to go well, with my public liability insurance over here? Yes. <laughs> Um, what are some ways that you would recommend to people to sort of get over that, those like either those adrenaline feelings or those angsty feelings that sort of just put that blocker on them being able to consistently reproduce a show or a roving act over and over? Ooh. I mean, if anyone has any helpful tips on the <laughs> adrenaline one, um, specifically related to balance, uh, you can definitely try it. Like, I'm on social media. Please send the tips through. I'll try. I'll try them. Um, in terms of general performing anxiety and nervousness, um, embrace it. It's it's supposed to be fun, mm. you know. Yeah, it can be scary, but it's also really fun. And if you've learnt to do something that no one else can do or you have something that you want to say on stage Mm. in whatever performing art form that is, you know, do it. YOLO, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've heard embrace it before which is kind of interesting how I mean how do you even embrace it especially like you don't have to have the answers to this by the way <laughs> I feel like oh um is your elbow okay it is okay. Uh, that's <sighs> hi chair <laughs> um don't try and pretend you're not nervous 
It's fine to be nervous. Okay. That means you care about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you're doing a season of a show, maybe that's less by show five. Mm. Um, but then you can be excited to be going on stage presenting your thing rather than nervous. Like it's just ex- – it's excess energy, mm. you know. So an extra build-up. And then, like, the cool thing about uh, excess energy when it exists in our own body is that we get to choose where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's, like, I need to get some of this out, so I need to do some star jumps or whatever because this is a bit too much, or, like, if it's I actually need a lot of heightened energy to go out and do what I'm doing, <coughs> then I guess you get to kind but of... But go have out and, and use it, yeah. I guess. Go out and and make everything big and be loud yeah. and... You know, your body produced excess material. You said, <laughs> "Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did." Like it's when you're training. Yeah, like obviously that energy more than likely isn't there, and you've mm. got to like you know you've dragged yourself out of bed and you've stretched for twenty minutes, being like, "Come on, just get up, get up. We can do just it. Start doing <laughs> Let's the start thing, Robert. Doing it'll, it'll, <laughs> like once you start, <laughs> then you, you'll be you'll, happy. <laughs> you'll be great. You do it for a few hours. You yeah. just have to start the activity." Yeah. Well, that's yep. this is exactly what I was going to ask. How do you build yourself up knowing that like that inner that extra excess of energy, that little spark thing, the it isn't necessarily there every time you go to train and work on your skills. No, but it comes once you get started. Yeah, okay. Like so you can't let your mood dictate whether you train or not. Mm. Um I'm very blessed to be in a position where I can make it my full-time thing. Totally. And I have plenty of time and loca- various locations um, that I can knuckle down and focus into it. And, it again, it's different for everybody. So for me, I train best when I have minimal distractions. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time that means I'm at home. Um, I've set space up. And, again, I'm very blessed to have the space that I've got um, yeah, to totally. be able to focus on the thing one-on-one. It means that if I... I'm dragging myself in there. But it's just a few feet <laughs> away. While I'm having my coffee <laughs> and moaning and groaning my way through the start of it, but then settle into a nice routine, that's fine. If I'm feeling like I really need need some distraction and some energy and some mm. other people to be around and all work with for various things, then, yeah, I'll go and drop into a different space and – have that social connection within my art as well. That's really cool. Would you recommend that people who like may not necessarily have the space in their own private location, would you recommend that they go to multiple different tents or circus or workout spaces to get different perspectives or would you say like hunker into a home location? I think it depends what you're most comfortable with. Um, If you've found coaches and community that suit you well. Totally, yeah. Stick with that, hunker. If you are an extroverted personality that wants to, you know, make lot – have lots of different style influences on your work, you know, maybe you need to be – a bit more scattered around and sometimes it's nice to just be quite inward and work on your own so maybe that's the thing that suits for you yeah completely um is that like those training spaces actually no reword this question do you think you find 
more of like inspiration into your work in training spaces or by going to shows? I find training spaces, Mm -hmm. um, it's because I find uh, the volume and brightness at shows quite a lot. Yeah. Um, Suck yourself up to go to a show. I feel that, yeah. Yeah, so I've just, I've actually just purchased myself some headphones to see if I can just get that volume down a Mm. little bit and make it a less overstimulating environment for myself Mm -hmm. um, because I think that might change as I get to see more feeling more relaxed and comfortable cool i'm really like thank you for sharing that because i think that like we do have a lot of barriers that take us to shows and like especially in the beautiful cross section at the moment that is circus burlesque and drag where the corner where all those things meet is pumping music (laughs) so loud (laughs) it is it is the loudest track you've ever heard Yeah, um, which I've ne- I, I understand as a singer, I'm like I don't get it, but <laughs> I understand like from the aesthetic side of things, but totally can be very overstimulating. Yeah, so in training spaces, is it from watching other people train, or is it from like the chatter? Like, what's the thing that is like it, forming inspiration all for of, you? All of the above. Yeah. Also, YouTube and Instagram and all the <laughs> yeah. social medias where there's people videoing themselves doing very cool stuff. Um, yeah, sometimes it's working with people or it could be a, hey, what happens if you try this thing or mm. have you seen this position? Your body might work well for it or cool. it could be, hey, should we try this and see what happens? <laughs> um, there's a lot of chaotic energy <laughs> in there yeah. to varying degrees. <laughs> and in your home space, is it about like, almost doing the opposite it's like we need to do clean we need to do quiet or is it like no I'm gonna create my own chaos demon but just in this little space yeah it can be a bit chaotic (laughs) yeah also um I think it's easier to knuckle down and do the boring work that just has to be done yeah um that doesn't necessarily feel creative or inspiring Mm. Um, but it's really important for technique and yeah. actual, like, skill yeah. building. The actors yeah. might have to train this thing every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, my goodness. Okay, we've covered so many different cross-sections of your incredible work today, which is so exciting. Was there anything else that you wanted to add maybe to, like, up-and-coming circus performers or trainees? Probably just... Try lots and lots and lots of different types of circus. Um, Go go to an acting class. Go to a singing class. Pick up a Mm. musical instrument. Go do some dance lessons. You know, if you like making costumes, maybe do a sewing class. Find the things that fascinate you within it and go and experiment with it for a while. You don't have to make it it everything you can have one or two random skills yes (laughs) a reminder that you're allowed to have hobbies that aren't a grind and a hustle (laughs) that's okay yeah it not and not everything has to go on stage not everything has to be for money and if the idea pops into your head and you've got nothing else going on in your life just start Mm. you know you don't necessarily have to know why you're doing it or where it's going to end up or if it's for a reason. Sometimes you can just create for fun. 
Um, I'm sorry, that's so important. My gosh, yeah. Go on, no, go on. That's yeah, just, yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Go have fun with it. Yes, Joker, to all those professional and upcoming professional artists out there, you're allowed to like it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to. It shouldn't. It shouldn't feel like an enormous mountain of pressure on you completely all the time yeah. like work hard and dedicate yourself but also ha- have hobbies and a life and some fun mm. you, you can't create in a void totally yeah completely and on that incredible note where can people find you to instagram you ideas of how to get rid of the adrenaline monster <laughs> ah okay so um i am that glow Aki girl on instagram um, and I don't use a lot of Facebook, like I'm on there, but it's... Yeah, we but all have to have the meta, but we, no one wants to use it. Yeah. No one no one uses that. Don't <laughs> find me there. I would be like, do I know this person? <laughs> I'll just ignore that. Um, but yeah, find me on Instagram and I'm around. I'm around, so... <laughs> of all of the tent locations, if you're at one of them, you might see Robin there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you'll find links to Robin's socials in our show notes today. And as always, if you like this podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening to or send us a message to waexposepod at gmail.com and we'll ask our next incredible guest. Thank you so much for joining me today, Robin. Thanks for having fun. me. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.